We're now really excited to introduce Neon Shi, who, amid the soaring skyscrapers in the never-sleeping city of Tokyo, she is the creation of Poptastic Ear Candy. Neon Shi is a unicorn-human hybrid creature, fusing the traits of her native British language and pop music style with inspiration from Japanese pop music and culture. And she's here to talk to us a little bit about her debut single, Future, which is this energetic and optimistic song that embraces the colors of British electronica, bubblegum J-pop, and even some 80s ambience. It's an unforgettable love song with some poetic words, and you'll get to hear the song during the interview today. So let's give it up for the amazing Neon Shi. Welcome, Neon Shi. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So lovely to be here. And congratulations on your debut single. Um, It was a great (laughs) listen. I absolutely loved bopping to it. And I wanted to sort of ask, just before we delve into the way you created the song, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about your background in songwriting and producing. So you, you sort of released several song covers before your debut single and you really put your own unique touch to them so how have those songs that you chose inspired you musically creatively or personally oh thank you so much I mean yeah I really wanted to make some covers before I released my own music to try and give people an idea of like what you say the the kind of music that I'm influenced by I really love pop music and I basically have just studied pop music my whole life and I've just I'm kind of obsessed with it and um so that's why I chose the songs that I did and uh you may have seen that I did a Disney cover as well the Aladdin song and that's just because I grew up with the Disney films and they've influenced so much of my uh my life and my music um I've loved musical theatre my whole life so that is why I chose those particular covers and why I did the covers before I released any music I absolutely love musical theatre as well, so I can totally understand. And what is it about musical theatre that you think really inspires you creatively? And do you feel you've taken any of those influences in your own music? Mm, For sure. Musical theatre for me is just, it's like you play a character and you can be so expressive is what I really wanted to portray with this project, Neon She. For me, I wanted the whole thing to be all about art and self-expression, not having to fit into a box. And so that's why for me, it's, I mean, especially like when I was thinking about my image for this project, I really wanted to look at like stage clothes, stage makeup, and even going as far as like, I don't know if you've ever seen like the Disney parades at Disneyland, all the costumes, they're so beautiful and so bright and colourful. And that's really what I wanted to take inspiration from for this project. Definitely. And I was taking a look at your Instagram. I noticed a lot of like unicorns, animals and sparkles (laughs) sort of feature heavily on in your images. And I also get that kind of impression from future as well and has that always been a feature of your songwriting and producing or is that more for I guess the neon sheep project yeah I love unicorns actually I I think uh, unicorns probably my favorite animal and yeah I've always kind of had the perspective that life should be as magical as possible and so I really try to portray that in my music I just want the people who listen to it to feel 
like joy and happiness or just at least feel something deeply you know so that was for me it's really important for me to have like the sparkly imagery and like you said the unicorns and the bright colors because it's it is very much for the image of the project of course but it is what I love as an individual. You've also fused a bit of like electronic and bubblegum pop and 80s sort of ambience <laughs> along with that musical theatre inspiration that you mentioned before in your music. How did you know that they would work together? Because they <laughs> are quite, I guess at first glance, very far apart in the music spectrum. What did you... <laughs> How did it come to be that you thought these would work well? That's a great question. That's a, That was a complete accident, actually, <laughs> because I have always written music on the piano and singing, and that was kind of my, my thing pretty much my whole life. And then when I got really into recording music and producing, that's when I could really experiment so much more with uh, different sounds and as I kind of progressed and learned more, I really expanded my musical like listening. And I, I love, uh, loved and loved more 80s music and this kind of um, experimental, like, especially since coming to Japan as well, like so much more different kinds of music I've listened to. And it's all kind of influenced by what I listen to myself. And I think nowadays I just try and make things that I would personally listen to and what I feel makes me feel good and that's that's kind of just what comes out (laughs) and you also mentioned about your moving to Japan has also Mm. inspired your music how has your time in both England and Japan been an inspiration to you yeah, I mean, England has such an amazing music scene. And so I, I feel really lucky because I've always been really blessed to be surrounded by such influential people and great mentors and just friends who are really inspiring. And then moving to Japan really changed a lot for me because I went from being in a very comfortable situation to being in a country where not only I couldn't speak the language but I also you know the whole lifestyle is completely different I look very different and it was just very interesting for me to make that change and have to kind of relearn so much of my life and I really last year was quite difficult for me because Mm -hmm. I felt like there was a lot of change and I had to adjust so much and I I struggled but um I've really come out the other side and really just thrown that difficulty into my creativity to kind of make the music that you heard like the future and the the stuff that is to come and I I really learned how to channel that energy into something really positive forgive me if it's too personal but what made you move to Japan Uh, as a country that you weren't really familiar with the language or the culture Mm -hmm. you don't need to answer it if it's not (laughs) no it's okay I mean it's it's very complicated but the the short answer is I wanted to move country after I finished all of my education. Admittedly, I didn't think that it would be as far as Japan, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I basically wrote a ton of music and I released an album with uh, another project, which I, I, I'm not going to really go into now. Yeah. But, uh, I released a load of music and then 
I, well, sorry, I wrote a load of music and I was like, I'm going to release this album in Japan. And that was like my ambition. And I did that. And then I kind of had to find my new path, which was when Neon Shi happened. So yeah, it was all, it was all in the name of music and creativity along with some other things. But for me, fundamentally, it was always about trying to find new perspective mm-hmm. from like an art history point of view. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. I also wanted to delve into a little bit more about future and how you created it. Could you tell us a little bit about that process and how last year the struggles you went to sort of came out creatively into this mm. song? Mm. Well, future was such a great song for me because I as I said I did struggle a lot last year and then that song just came out of nowhere from not really being able to write that much the last year having quite a bad writer's block mm-hmm. and uh, which which I haven't really gone through before and to go through that was very very hard for me and so when I could write music again when that song came so naturally it was just such a joy for me I really felt like I could just be myself again and mm-hmm. um as cheesy as that sounds but that's just how it was and future is so uplifting and it's about it's like a, you know it's a really happy love song and mm-hmm. um, I just wanted people to hear it and feel really joyful and just kind of feel that lovely emotion that I felt at that moment and yeah like I said it just came so naturally I wrote that song in the space of about four or five hours and then I just kind of went back and forth with some of my mentors and people on the label and we just kind of made it the best that we could and then released it as the the debut single and it felt really really right yeah that's an amazing story and I think I definitely agree it's such an uplifting love song and it's something that I guess we can all listen to if we ever feel like we're alone or want some inspiration some (laughs) fun when you mentioned how it sort of came to you was there something that came about first was it the lyrics to the song was it the melody what tends to come to you first in the songwriting and producing process yeah, this song, I believe that it was the chorus of the lyrics of the chorus came first. And it was very much like I was just sat by myself in my um, my desk. It was like a Saturday night, I think, mm-hmm. and or maybe a Friday. And I it just came to me out of nowhere. And I, I just kind of shot up and I was like, OK, I've got to write this down. And I just played into chords so I, I wouldn't forget. And I played in the the um, vocals and actually the vocals that you hear on the track were the vocals that I used the day that I wrote it I, I recorded the the vocals maybe like three or four times that evening and just that was what I used because I was really I just felt like it was right and then after that everything just came very naturally but yeah it was the chorus the lyrical chorus but it's different every time I'm sure you've heard it so many times from other musicians that it's always different every time you write a song. It's never mm. the same process. It's always amazing to hear how that process comes about for different mm. musicians. Mm. And I also wanted to ask, you mentioned a little, a little bit about sort of your direction in mm. music and for the Neon Sheep project. Where do you think you'll be going next? So can we mm. maybe expect an EP or an album in the works? <laughs> yes, yes. I have lots of plans. This next year is pretty 
chock a block hopefully <laughs> i've got a ton of music and a ton of really cool things coming out uh the next maybe like eight months and at the end of that you'll definitely see some sort of ep album depending on how many songs make it onto there but yeah definitely expect something like that <laughs> yay it's definitely <laughs> exciting and feel free to send us those songs as well we'd love to I listen to them too <laughs> My second last question is about your the overall impact you want your music to have on yeah. people. You mentioned a little bit about it earlier, but did you want to sort of elaborate? Is there something you hope your music does to those who listen to it? Yeah, for sure. I would love to influence people to kind of just be themselves unapologetically and be able to create something or just be whoever they want to be. I really felt so much of my life that I had to fit into this box of what I was as a creative person. And mm -hmm. the reason I made Neon She was so that I could just not have to do that. So if I, at the moment, my music is like pop, I am going to be going more into a, a more J-pop genre as the mm -hmm. months progress. But then after that, I might change my mind and I might want to do another type of genre. And that's that's totally okay and I think like depending on your state of mind like that's okay to kind of change your direction and I want to encourage people to be expressive and to just find joy in that and find joy within themselves for who they are that's really important to me mm, and I can definitely feel that in future and in the covers that you do it's definitely a great way of sort of expressing <laughs> the, the person you are and I, I definitely think that that will have the same sort of impact, at least it has on me and hopefully to people <laughs> listening as well. Oh, thank you so much. That's okay. I guess I wanted to end it on this final note about where our listeners can find you. Where can they go if they want to hear more of your music? Sure. Um, so I am very active on my Instagram, which is just Neon She, N-E-O-N-S-H-E. Um, but you can find loads of cool stuff going on there at the moment. At the moment, I'm releasing lots of remixes and covers that um, lots of my musical friends have been kind enough to do of future. And you'll be able to find all my latest releases on there. I'm also on all online streaming platforms. So whatever you use, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever it is, I should be there. And um, also I'm on SoundCloud, if you don't have any of those, through 23 Unified Frenzy Records. I can be found on there. <laughs> and wonderful. Thank you so much for talking to us and sharing future with us. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks again to the amazing Neon She for her time and for sharing this amazing single with us. We're really glad to have you. If you also want to see the playlist of the songs we played on tonight's show, you can check it out on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Our tag is at Asian Pop Nation, all one word, all lowercase. And guess what? Next week, we are going to be doing our first collab of the year. Woo! Isn't that exciting? We're going to have some amazing discussions with the team over at Art Smitten. So do check out their show, Art Smitten Airs, on Wednesdays from 4 till 6. You know where... Asian culture and arts intersect? Well, that's what we'll be talking about next week. And just so I can get a little bit more Japanese practice in, Jamatane, bye bye for now. This is Senya, signing off.
Thank you.